0: Welcome to Royal Grace Chapel, the Empowerment Center, where faith comes alive through inspiring messages and teachings. At Royal Grace Chapel, our mission is to empower you to connect with God in worship, relationship with other believers, and enable you to fulfill your purpose for global impact. We believe in the power of transformation through the Word of God, and that's exactly what you'll experience as you journey with us through our plethora of messages. Get ready to be equipped, uplifted, and empowered on your path of faith. Be transformed as you listen to today's empowering message. Hallelujah. So tonight, I'm sharing on the part two of leaving the understanding of God. Living the understanding of God. Now, last week... When I started this series I asked a question If someone should tell you for instance there is a lion outside what will you think what will you do and you could hear the sound of a lion outside I'm sure every one of you want to close the door some of us want to run under the chair some of you want to sit on top of the AC somebody even your enemy will become your friend because of the lion, right? So you, you realize that when you hear of something like a lion, it invokes a response from you, a reaction from you. Okay? Now, if I should then say, there's a snake. Hey, see, a snake is there. A snake is there. If I, somebody said, God forbid. I just heard somebody say, God forbid. You know, a snake is there. What will you do? What will you do? Some Some of you will now say. When you hear a snake is there, you say, "Amen, amen." Is that what you are going to do? When you hear that there's a snake under your chair, then you say, "Praise the Lord, praise the Lord." Is that what you are going to do? Is that what you are going to do? Okay. You hear, when you hear of the word that, that, that there's a snake around, I'm sure the instinct that comes to you is to want to run. Fear, fright, and flight takes place. Fantastic. Now, the question then I want to ask then, which is what I asked, if you then hear that God is here, God is here, what does it what response does that invoke from you? If you hear that we are in the presence of God, if you hear of a lion, it invokes fear. It wants to make you run. If you hear of a snake, it invokes something in you to want to run away, hide, or do something. But when you hear of the fact that God is here, what is it that comes to your mind? Now, a man of God, Named by A.W. Toza said, Whenever you think of God, whenever the thought of God comes to you, whatever comes to your mind is the most important thing about you and your relationship or your relationship with God. Whenever you hear that, oh, God is here, we are in the presence of God, whatever reaction that invokes from you, whatever response that props up from you, That is the most important thing about your relationship with God. Because it tells you how you perceive God. It tells you what you think of God. It tells you who you think God is. For most of us, when we hear that God is here, and so what? For most of us, we are not moved. We are not shaken. We are not surprised. We are not alarmed. We are not afraid. We are not in love. Nothing. We just say, God is here. Okay. So living the understanding of God is to help you reorientate your mind on the appropriate response God deserves from you and I. Living the understanding of God is To become a person that is fully aware of, whenever you hear of God, I'm in the presence of God, what should I do? How should I respond? How should I welcome His presence? What should I do in His presence? This is what this sermon is all about. So the objective is for us to have the right response to God, to the understanding of God, to the thought of God, to the remembrance of God. Amen, somebody. Is somebody with me? So last week, Samuel 9, verse 52, became our opening scripture. He said, When I think of your rules from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. When I think of your rules from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. So the question tonight is that when you think of God, what happens to you? Now, there are some response that you should train yourself or you should be conscious of when the thought of God comes to you. Number one, there are basically three to four of them. Major response that the thought of God should invoke from you. And the first one is worship. 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 The thought of God... Should invoke in us a consciousness of what? Worship. I will enter His gate with thanksgiving. I will enter His court with praise. That's worship. In other words, anytime I am aware of His presence, anytime I hear that, oh, the presence of God is here, anytime I hear of oh, God is here, anytime that my thought goes up to God, what should it bring forth in me? Worship. 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 The first thing that should come to your mind is worship. Worship is the outpouring of your life before God. Worship is not about fast song or slow song. Worship is the outpouring of your life before God. Worship is your celebration of God. Of who God is. Worship. Is your honor and reverence. Of God. For who he is. The pouring of your life before God. Knowing that hey. I am nothing without you. I am nobody without you. You are the essence of life for me. You are the air that I breathe. Without you I am done. Without you there is no me. Your breath is what gives me life. When you breathe, then I am alive. That's worship. So the pouring of your life before God, the declaration of our nothingness before God, the celebration, the honor of who He is, exalting Him for who He is, that is our worship. We must learn continuously to worship God. Worship. It's not negotiable we must be a people who know what that's why you see that whenever a, a song about God is going on especially during that time of praise and worship celebration time is the most important time in the service is a time that you see you dance like a baby is a time you lay your crown down if you are the empty of a bank you tell yourself no I am nothing this is my father we are talking about here so you see it is not normal for you to be the same during worship of God. When you hear God being celebrated in a place, when you hear that praise is going on, worship is going on, people are adoring God, they are celebrating God, they are singing to God. Never stand still. Never stay still. Never look the other way. Because you see, that is one of the most indication of whether you know who God is or not. If you cannot worship, you don't know God. Don't mind the fact that a lot of people have trivialized that moment of worship. Look away from even what your friend or your neighbor may be doing. Anytime praises goes to God. That's the most important thing about our lives. So when you wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, the most important thing you should do is to worship. To worship to worship, if a snake can invoke fear in you, a lion can invoke fear God must be able to invoke your worship 24-7 Hallelujah I worship I worship I worship. 24-7 I worship somebody said the other day that are we just going to be worshipping in heaven all the days of our life if that is what heaven is all about then it's boring, it's because you don't know God you don't know God if you truly know God, you will know that he deserves to be worshipped. When you see the glory of God, you will know that he deserves to be worshipped. Now, there are four major attributes of God you must celebrate in your worship. Four major attributes of God. Anytime you are praising God, you are worshipping God, be deliberate in mentioning these four aspects. Or be deliberate in touching these four major attributes of God. Number one, according to what we did last week, is what? Check your notes. Number one is what? It's glory. It's glory. It's glory. If you see most women on their wedding day, my God, some of them, you will not even know that they are the same person. Their face has changed. The pancake and the foundation is projecting the mascara. The uh, every a woman looks. The, every woman wants to look very gorgeous on her wedding day. That is that glory. What about God? The glory of God, the majesty of God, is immeasurable. The beauty of God cannot be quantifiable. You cannot quantify how beautiful God is. That is why songs like, songs like. Glory, glory, songs that talk about the glory of God should melt your heart. Because the majesty and the glory of God is such a wonderful thing for everyone to always celebrate. When you see the president of our country passing by, you will see different motorcade. That's the glory of the presidency. This one we go, that one we go. This siren we glow. The journalists will follow. The road safety will follow. All the armed forces of Nigeria will follow. Only one man. When God appears in His glory, the whole world comes crumbling down before Him. When God appears in His glory, all the angels go where He goes. The stars, the moon, the, the sun, the galaxy. They pay obeisance to our God. Lift your voice and say, Lord, you are glorious. Lord, you are glorious. The next one we mention is what? Is lordship. lordship. Celebrate the Lordship of God in your worship. What is the Lordship? Celebrate the greatness of God. The greatness of God. That is why we sing that song. You do not lie, you do not change, you do not fail. What you What is hard for you to do, it doesn't exist. What are we celebrating at that moment? It's the greatness of God. We are declaring His greatness. You see, if you always learn to declare the greatness of God, you cannot be defeated. If you celebrate the greatness of God in your worship, you cannot be defeated. Lord, what is hard for you to do, it doesn't exist. We are at that moment. What we are doing is to celebrate the greatness of God. Our great is our God. Sing with me. Our great is our God. Always sing. Our great, our great is our God. That is the greatness of God. God's greatness should be celebrated always in your life. Number three is what? Is holiness. Holiness. Learn to celebrate the holiness of God in your worship. Holy. 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 The Lord, holy, 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 the land oh, for you are glorious and worthy to be praised. You are the land upon the throne oh and all to you I lift my voice in praise you are the land upon the throne for you are glory for you are glory You are the Lamb upon the throne And unto to you I lift my voice in praise You are the Lamb upon the throne That is it! Don't you see that whenever we begin to do that Even the atmosphere will begin to change you are the land upon You are the land upon You are the land upon God This is the third attribute in your worship The first in worship is always celebrate his glory Mention his glory His majesty Second attribute you must celebrate is his greatness. That is his lordship. He's lord overall. There is nothing greater than him. There is no mountain higher than him. There is no situation that is stronger, mightier than our God. There is something like that. There's a song like that. Mighty God. Mighty God. There's something like there. that. Holy God. Holy God. I will worship you. You are God all by yourself. You are God all, by yourself. You are God all by yourself. Do you know what it means to be God? That nobody created Him. The only Creator that is not created. The one that exists before time began. Be, we will say early morning a.m., but he was there before even the word time. In the beginning, he was before the beginning. So the one that knows the beginning and yet is before beginning. The one that created time outside of time. He exists outside of time. So we say 24 hours. There is one hour that is not captured. Is it is oh so you know. When, when we forget who God is, how can we see his hand? Because, you see, the imagination of God has been watered down to a mere mortal in our mind. And that is what the devil wants. Because, you see, those who know they are God, they can never be weak. Those who have the right understanding of God, they always do exploits. That was why, you know, Shedrak and Abed, they go looked at it and said, okay, let's tell you, we know the God you are serving. Let, let's see. Even if he doesn't deliver us from this fire, he's still greater than your God. And you see, your God is too small for us to bow to. See, forget about this fire. Even if it does not deliver us from this fire, we'd we, we rather die as children of God than to bow to a lesser God. So they say, hey! And he carried them. He carried them. No, I want you to see the fire that consumes fire. No, do you understand that? You see, this God is the fire that consumes fire. You know, because by the time they bind them together, the Bible says that they increase the intensity of the fire. But you see, because God's fire showed up in the midst of the fire, the fire of God consumed their fire and it also consumed the enemy. And the same fire was cool, was like cold breeze to his own children. And the same fire that was blowing cold air, to his own children, was consuming his own enemy. At the same time, tell me the chemistry that can come up with that. all to cold in one fire. That is why when Ezekiel saw God, he said there is fire coming, it's like a beast. It's, you cannot, it's indescribable. So, when you cannot worship God, what are you then worshiping? Do you understand? So, is uh, you see, your worship life should come like uh, up. Forget about every problem. He exists before your problem. Hey! The only problem that can kill you is the problem that is bigger than God. But, uh, and if your problem is not bigger than God, then that means that your problem is not a problem. It, it, there is a solution to it already. Is somebody with me? So, it should always invoke our worship. The third thing, the, the understanding of God should invoke, the, when, we, when we are celebrating worship, is his love for us. You know, one of the scriptures I love is why we are yet sinners. It's, it's easier to die for a good person. But to die for a... Somebody kill your child. And you say, instead of them killing him, let them come and kill you. For the, not for your own child. For the person that killed your own child. You say, you want to go and die. Whilst we are yet sinner, So, so the next time you make a mistake. And the devil tells you that, hey, don't go near God. reminding that whilst I was yet sinner, I was... Back, Christ died for me. See, the mistake most of us make when we are down. When we make mistakes is that we want to run away from God. The best person to run to when you are down and out, when you have made mistake, is actually God. Because he's the only one that loved us whilst we are yet sinners. So there is nothing you can do that can make God to hate you. Because he did not like you because of the good thing you did in the first place. He liked you because he just looked at you and he can see himself in you. Whilst we are yet sinners. That's why you must celebrate the love of God. The steadfast love of the Lord never oh, see His, end. his mercy is never, never come to end. Oh, dear Come on, great is that faith. Falling in love with Jesus, falling in love. With Jesus, falling in love with Jesus, is the best thing that I have ever done. It's time to fall in love again. It's time to fall in love again. Hallelujah. So these are the four major attributes of God. That must always be celebrated in your worship. Number one is what? For his glory. His glory and majesty. Number two? For his lordship. Number two? For his lordship. His lordship. That is his greatness. Number three? For his holiness. His holiness. That is who he is. And number four? For his love. For his love. So quality worship. Strive to touch these four attributes of God. Whenever even those of you are leading worship, whenever those of you are singing, ask yourself, is my worship celebrating the key attribute of God? Because when they are lacking, what you are doing is entertainment. It must be there. You must focus on those key attributes. Those are the qualities of a good worship. Those are the qualities of a good worship. Those four attributes must be there. One way or the other. Must talk about His greatness. That's what is worship. We tremble about it. Amen, somebody. Amen. Is somebody still there, still there tonight? Yes, sir. Now, so the first understanding that, the, rest, that, the, that, the, that the, the, the first response that the understanding of God should generate is our worship. The next one, you know, and when it comes to our worship, you know, I told you to, that I, I just took something by the side, for instance, that when we also want to eat, for instance, we don't bless our food because we are afraid of food poison even when you are eating, you bless your food as a sign of honor and reverence to God. Blessing your food is a form of worship. Why? Because animals don't bless their food. Only human beings who fear God does. So like I said, anytime you eat without blessing your food, you are eating like a dog. You are eating like a dog. When you carry the first food, you are a wow, wow, wah. wah, wah. You are eating like a dog, like a lion. Because that's how they eat. They don't acknowledge God when they are eating. Have you seen the lion say, oh, bless you? No, 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 no. no. There's nothing like that. So whenever you see, uh, you know, I start, that's why I tell my children. I say, Hey, stop eating like a dog. They know what it means. Don't eat like a dog. Bless your food. Bless your food. Worship God. Lord, I bless you for the spirit. <laughs> oh, Yes. And it will help you recognize God in every aspect of your life. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. Do you know why worship is so important? Because only children of God worship. Animals don't worship. Animals don't worship. The next response that the understanding of God should generate is our service. Our service. Our service. Luke. Can you hear why? I need um, a ketchup or something. Luke chapter 16, verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, God wants us to serve Him. And you must strive to serve God. Because if you don't serve him, after all that he has done for you, he has saved you, delivered you, you are actually in danger. Why are you in danger if you don't serve God? Because the name of God actually shows that those who he has done something for but refuse to serve him, they are in great danger. Exodus chapter 34 verse 14, the name of God that most people don't want you to always remember and it says for you shall worship no other God for the Lord God whose name is what? Jealous oh where are the media t- whose name is Jealous Exodus chapter 34 verse 14 Exodus 34 14 you must not worship no other God for the Lord whose name is what? Jealous is. A God who is jealous about his relationship with you is jealous about his relationship with who? With you. Amen. When you look at the meaning of jealous, it means suspicious or fearful of being displaced by a rival. So when you say, oh, I'm jealous, that means that there's somebody competing and you are you are thinking that because of this person, this person may leave me. Oh, it's like you want to leave me for another man. You want to leave me for another woman. Uh, And there's this jealousy that, ah, I will not agree. The Bible says God is a jealous God. A God who is jealous about his relationship with you. Hey, child of God, he did not just save you in vain. He did not just watch over you in vain. He's jealous as you are playing with your children and you don't play with him. He looks at you and says, eh. So now, nah, man, your children are more important than me. That's why he tested Abraham and said, Give me your son, your only son whom thou lovest. Whom, your only son whom you love. He knows that Abraham loved Isaac. Because after 25 years, that was when he had him. But he wanted to test whether Abraham would truly prefer Isaac to him. But Abraham was a committed lover. This is it one of the temptations you have to fight? Is letting other things displace God in your life. Letting other things displace God in your life. That's what I'm saying. That God can kill, and God can make alive. He will take away anything that is displacing Him in your life. So you see, this understanding of the service of, of, of the, that we must serve God must invoke two responses, has two connotation. Number one, there's a positive side to your service to God and a negative aspect to our service to God. So there's a positive dimension to our service and a negative dimension to our service. What is the positive dimension to our service to God? It, it means, the, sorry, let's start with the negative. The negative dimension to our service to God means renouncing all rights to ourselves and giving up our will. Entirely to his will. Renouncing ownership of your life. And giving up that ownership for God. The negative side is that you you don't say it's my life anymore. You say it is his life I'm living. I'm living for his will. Jesus wanted to have it. So in the garden of Gethsemane. He looked at all his friends and said hey no I don't want to die now. But later he said no not my will. But your will be done, so the negative side is that you say I no longer own myself God owns me, amen somebody you say to yourself God owns me let me look at some scripture for you to corroborate that 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 1 Corinthians 6 19 what? know ye you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which you have of God ye are not your own you are not your own the day he saved you you'll be the ownership belongs to god the ownership of your life belongs to god that is why you cannot use your body anyhow that is why when a boy tells you prove me if you love me if you love me sleep with me you say no that is the honest guy i love you but this body belongs to God I will it's not your own it's not I will have given I will have slept with you now I will have slept with you but if it was my own body I would have actually given it to you but now actually this body when I gave my life to Christ who owns it who owns your body so so you you then tell the boy I cannot do anything I want with my body there's an owner there's an owner God is the owner is somebody with me 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 15 And that he died for all. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. And that he died, he died for all. That they which should live henceforth, live unto live not live, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Say with me, I am living for God. I am living for God. You see, as we are approaching ICS, this is the mindset that will make you go on missions for God it's the mindset that will never make you say that oh a place is too far because you say anywhere you wants me to go I will go that's the negative, I don't own myself, he owns me I told you of the story of the woman of God Maria Woodward Etta God said serve me but because most of those times women were not allowed to serve she was running away she said oh I want to go and marry so she married God said, serve me. No, I want to give birth. So she gave birth to about eight children or so. Eight, seven or two eight children. And the jealous God said, you think you own yourself? I will show you who owns you. Let's see who owns. And as she was there enjoying a marriage, she, was, she doesn't want to serve God. Then the first child died. The jealous God showed up. Hey, why, why, why? That is what a jealous person would do. He began to remove everything that was contending with his love in her life. Then he killed the second child. She thought it was a joke. Then God killed the third child. Then the fourth child died. The fifth child died. It was on a rainy day, I think, this, when this, after the sixth one died, that she said, hey, please don't kill the last one. Don't kill the last one. Take my life. Take my life. And the last one did not die. And she ended up becoming a great woman of God. Another woman of God. That I know of like that. Is it because most of you girls don't think that God can use you. That's why I'm talking to you girls tonight. Catherine Kuman. That woman of God too. You know, anointed woman of God. God said, I'm going to use you. Very nice. Very, 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 very elegant. And she... she she said no and one day a man came to preach in her church and by all means she wanted to just settle down and marry and even though this man had another wife the man could not resist Kuman because she was a very beautiful woman and the man divorced his own wife to marry Kuman. and after some time the Lord showed her pepper in that marriage she had no peace she was losing her calling Everything was not working. And one day, sister, she picked up her bag and she was going. Then she, she did not even know. Then she saw that the street she was, when she was leaving that man's house, the name of that street was End of the Road. And she said, Lord, I am standing on the end of the road like this. Take my life and use it. And she said bye-bye to that marriage for life. When she entered that train, that was what been opened a ministry up to a worldwide ministry. Betty wrote about this woman, one of God, one day said a journalist was interviewing Ketrin Kuman And they were in the room. And the journalist asked a question. Has been asking different questions, but asked, What has caused you to serve God? Immediately, the. The journalist asked that question. The journalist said that accounting has changed. I said, you have no idea. When she said you have no idea, the power of God rushed into that room. Even the journalist said you could feel a presence. Because you see, God has come for his wife. She's a wife. She belongs to God. You want to do well in life. Stop saying it's my life recognize that you belong to God you see that is where your success will lie you know when I look at how God has blessed me with many families in this land, many friends I would not have been here I was driving I've gotten my American visa going to United States to go and study system for ASICS, and the Lord said I'm sending you to Rila Gege I didn't even know the name of this area. I remember the Saturday morning, I didn't go to work, where I had to drive through this land. Drive, drive, that was my first time. And when I passed, the Lord said, this is the place. Hey, and I said, you see, I went to go and meet my father in the Lord at Akute. And I began to cry. Oh, I cried. Because even if God wanted to call me, he should have called me in Ojodu. because Ojodu was where I grew up where I knew a lot of people. It was easy to start a church, where I knew. So I even went to go and rent a place. I didn't want to come here. I didn't think maybe I've not told you people the story before. So I went and saw a big hall. It was an event center. So I saw that all. I paid fast, fast. No, they said I should. I wanted to pay. So they said, "Come tomorrow. And make the payment the person I was supposed to pay because I was running away from this land like Jonah Jonah. so that morning that I was supposed to go there I had a meeting with the office of the Soviet General of the Federation in Abuja so I took a flight to Abuja I finished that meeting to a successful meeting as I was coming from Abuja I did not go home I went back to the place and they said, oh, the man was still not around. I should come. He just left. I think he just left. My came. Then they said, I should come in the morning. So around 8 a.m., I was living at Fagba. I drove down to that place again. When I got there, I saw a man and a woman coming out. Early morning, around 8. As they were coming. Me, I was going in. Then I saw, I saw the owner. Say, so I'm the one that I've been calling you. That I was in Abuja yesterday. I've come here today. I, I said, I have come. And I carried cash like this. I have come to pay. Ah. You see those people that just went out? They came to pay for the all. I don't think I have ever cried like that in my life. I cried. Oh, I, as I, was, I went to Apostle Udo's office and I was crying like a baby. Why God? It's like God wanted to destroy my life. But today look at all of us here. What a blessing. I would not have known you if not for Jesus. If not for the Lord, I, the only thing I would have known today be my computer, my iPad, my phone, my computer. But look at all of you. I have so many families today. I have so many brothers and sisters. Because... I renounce ownership to my life. Who owns your life? Who owns your life? If He truly owns your life, you will be more flexible. You will be able to go where He wants you to go. You will be able to do what He wants you to do. I want to encourage you tonight. He's a jealous God. To serve God, the negative part of your service is the you have to renounce. Before you know him, you are the owner of your life. But now that you are he, serving him, you cannot say, it's my life. So you too, you say, Lord, here I am, use me. The The positive side of the service to God is that you are now living for his glory. You are now living for his glory. You can renounce ownership, but not live for his glory to live for his glory means that you are conscious of doing the things that makes him happy doing the things that men may look down upon but they are highly praised before God to live for his glory means not to live for the ovation of men you see there are a lot of things you will do that people will reject you people will look down on you they will not celebrate you they will will think that you are a mad person you mean you are going to church every time now you mean you two, you have joined that church wagon? Some will say, ah, now you killed Jesus. You have gone to church from morning till night. But you see, when they go to work from 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. And they are coming back by 6 p.m., they are not complaining. Because you see, they are living for the glory of money. When, when they send their children to abroad and they don't follow the flight because it's for education purpose, they don't have problem with that. But when that same child comes to church, say, if you misbehave again, you will not go to church. You see, they are not living for the glory of God. You see, I want to encourage you. Your career should not take more time from you than God. Aim to get to the point where God is the one that you give the most quality time. The the most quality spend. You see, when I was a young believer, today I think God answered that prayer. One of my prayers is that one day I will be able to boast that I spent more on God than I spend on myself and my family put together. And by the grace of God, before whom I stand, today I can boast that the number one thing that I spend on in my life is not myself or my wife or my children, is God. Is God because you cannot serve God and money, everything you build will be consumed by fire. But there is one: your service for God is eternal. You see, the cars, the, the houses. we all go. I remember when I had the opportunity to buy my first land in this place. They offered me a personal land. And I said, I will not buy a land or I will not build a house for myself if I have not built the house for my God. I I said, no. I I kept giving the money to the house of God. God did not send me to this land to build property for myself. He sent me here to do His work. So when I had the first opportunity to buy a property for myself, I said, no. Until I build for God, I, the church I'm in, it's something to do for God. No way. Living for His glory. Living for His glory. Living for His glory. Look at yourself and say, I will live for the glory of my Father. Hallelujah, somebody. Philippians 3, verse 4, 7 says, But what things will gain to me? those I counted loss for Christ what things were gained to me those I counted them as loss for Christ your best friend that used to be your good friend one day you and your best friend may part way because your best friend don't want to follow you to church don't want to serve God but you have to say you know even though I love you my best friend used to be Chekube Chekube was my best friend we play ball together we dance together we eat together but there, was a, there comes a time I don't know where Chekube is today whether he's alive or dead do you know what separated us was the ministry. Because you see, I grew up first at Bariga, where we have stationary stores, near St. Fimba's College. And we used to be the ball boys for stationary stores. So they trained us very well. Can, uh, can one call then there's, there's something, something, something like law and the rest. Then we were their ball boys. Even till now I've, even though I've not I've not I've not played ball for only God knows where if I still do, the minimum I can still raise, if I raise ball, would maybe be by, by 50 to 100. If you think I'm lying, bring your ball one day and test me and you'll see. Just make sure that you put something. Th- I'm serious. I was going to be a footballer. My brother today still plays football internationally at least. He has a football academy in Côte d'Ivoire and in China. I trained my brother. The day I remember the day I was going to say no, bye-bye to football. I called my brother and said, you see, I want to serve God. But I know so many things about football. So I'm going to train you. So I began to train my brother how to do jogging, ball jogging, how to dribble, how to, because they trained us too. And my brother went up to be a professional footballer. He's still playing. At least you have a football academy outside of your country, Nigeria, in the two countries, both for women and men. Oh, I think he's started the women one now. It's not a small thing it's not when I see him in, in in China training Chinese women in the in the I said, hey this guy it's not a small thing but I'm happy but you see I looked at Chikube I said Chikube Jesus Chikube said football bye if your love for God is not costing you something it's not real love it's not real love when you are committed lover to God it will cost you something. Oh, it will cost you. It will cost you. It will cost you your boyfriend. It will cost you your girlfriend. It will cost you your best friend. Luke chapter 9. Give me Luke chapter 9. I'm reading the Bible. Give me Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Luke 9 23, everybody. And he said to them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross. And daily. And do what? There are two crosses. The cross of Jesus and your own cross. You have to take up your cross. Take up your cross. Where is your cross? Your cross is the price you have to pay to be a Christian. The price you have to pay to serve God. The price you have to pay to say yes to your calling. That is your cross. Hey, will you take up your cross? Or will you say no? Take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. Follow me. Take up your cross. If you want to be my disciple. Take up your cross and follow me. Oh, deny yourself. Follow me, take up your cross, if you want to be my God. Tell your neighbor, I will take up my cross. Finally, your understanding of God, the first response is worship. The second response is service, right? The third response is proclamation. Proclamation God is to be proclaimed. The world needs to know that you know God. I love the way Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says a new reverse standard version, if you have it. Daniel 11:32, new revised standard version, it says, He shall seduce with intrigue those who violate the covenant. But the people who are loyal to their God shall stand firm and take action. The people who are loyal to their God shall stand firm and take action. They shall stand firm and take action. If you know God, you don't just say, eh, you know, this everybody is corrupt. Everywhere is corrupt. No, we know it's corrupt. But we don't just talk about it. We take action about it. We do something about it. Oh, there are so many bad boys in this land. Everywhere it's not the same thing. We don't just talk about it. We take action. We stand firm and take action. And how do we take action? There are key areas we must take action if you know God. Number one, in prayer. You must take action in prayer. Oh yes. In fact, the first response of the fact that you know God and you are taking action is prayer. You see, so many people, they talk too much. Oh, this land, eh? Awawa is taking over there. Everybody, all these boys. Awawa boys, this one boys. And there is cults there. And they are talk, 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 talk. Talking doesn't change things. Prayer does. Prayer does. Prayer does. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, verse 1. I exalt therefore, 1 Timothy 2, 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Read verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4. Who will have all men saved? And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. You, lo- you want them saved? I know there are plenty bad boys. I know there are wayward boys. I know there are prostitutes. I know there are people who don't know God. I know there are hijacking phones. I know that you cannot walk at a certain time in the night. But you see, your response to the intrigues of this dearth and the, the evil of the land is not just to show fear or be afraid. is to stand up in the place of prayer. Look at an example of two men. Daniel chapter 9 verse 1. Daniel, he said, In the first year of Darius, the son of Arios, of the seed of men, which was made king of, over the realm of Chaldeans. Verse 2, In the first year of his reign. I Daniel understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that it will accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem what did he do? verse 3 and I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes hey what kind of prayer are you praying? Daniel was not praying for himself because he, was, he has his own car. He was living well. He has his own fenced house. But Daniel saw that something needed to happen. You see, he, 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 Daniel was in a good position in the land of Babylon. He was not jobless. He was an assistant. He was the third in command in the old, in a new kingdom. But he was not concerned about his own life. He realized that there are people, others, others, who are, who are suffering. Who don't know Jesus. So Daniel forgot about his own game and he reached out to others. When was the last time you prayed for that girl you saw that had been prostituting herself? Everybody looks at the girl and say, a shower, a shower, look at her, look at her wearing micro mini, but you don't have the right to call her a shower because you know that if left for, ah, she would have become a decent girl. What must you do? You pray. A church that does not pray for the lost is, is a lost church. A church that does not pray for the lost is a lost church. If all we pray for is our shoes, our clothes, our, our, our children, our career. Daniel had all the things in the world but in Daniel 9 he reached out to pray for others. When was the last time you prayed for your neighbor? Some of them, when they come, when you are going to church, they'll say, Pray for us. And you forgot that actually they meant it. You are going to church and say, Pray for us. Oh. Remember us in your prayer. Hope you are praying. I say, I did pray, but you know you don't pray. Every morning before God, what do you pray about? You pray about your job. Daniel had a job. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. No wonder God blessed Daniel because, you see, his hearts. Was on the thing God loves. Where is your heart? What kind of prayer are you praying? Look at another man, Nehemiah. Nehemiah was the PA to a king, personal assistant to a king. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3. Nehemiah 1:3 And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction. And reproach the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gate thereof are burnt with fire. Verse 4. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and I wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before God of heaven. Where is your prayer for the lost? This guy he was walking in assal rock he had good business but yet he was thinking and praying for others he was not fasting for his own need, no wonder he was promoted in the first place because God knows that there are some people that the more he blesses them, the more they care for others, the more he blesses them, the more they care for other people's children, the more he blesses them the more they will bless other people's marriages but you, what has the blessing of God done for us? bless me, bless me Give me, give me because my name is Jimmy. No. We must pray more. We must pray more. The second area of proclamation is interaction. Interaction. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 21. And Savior shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau and the kingdom shall be the Lord. And Savior shall come up on Mount Zion. Jesus is not just a Savior. You are a savior. Where are the friends in your compound? And me, I just like to keep to myself. No, remember that is not my, there is nothing myself anymore. Myself now belongs to who? You must interact. You interact with your friends so that they can come to church, so that you can bring them to the house of God. I love it when people come around me on Sunday and say, Pastor, meet my friends. That's interaction. That's interaction. I go out every week and I see people bringing their friends to the club. Some to the beer parlour. You, the Bible says, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. You can't keep to yourself. After service, sometimes you see some people, they will just, in Jesus' name we pray. "Papa,,,,, pa, 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 pa. Pew! Out of the church. What kind of Christian are you? If you cannot even interact or will be sure that brother, I was the same. I was today's service. Hope you are blessed. Say, I'm blessed. What stood out for you today's service? Oh, you know, you know, let me tell you what stood out for me. You know, when the word of God came and this point was mentioned, you know, I was so blessed. Normally, you, you don't even know the person before, but now that you are in Christ in the same church, you are now brothers, you are now sister. You cannot keep to yourself anymore. You must interact for Christ's sake. Hallelujah! Specialist in interacting with others. You on Sunday, you on Saturday, you are interacting. You are interacting with your friend. Hey, uh, uh, Jelly, where are you going tomorrow? I'm not going anywhere. Say, Jelly, you are following me to church. I will say, Are you serious? I'm serious, 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 serious. One guy comes to you and say, Hello, baby. I say, hey. Say, Hi, brother. Oh, it's okay, word. I, I like you, Mitra, I like you too. But you know, if you like me, tomorrow morning let's go out together. Wow! It's Seven o'clock, we are going out, and you bring the person to church. Say, so, now this is where I, this is my club, and you tell somebody that boy is disturbing me. Help me take over from there. They will understand. Do you understand? Do you understand? <laughs> God did not just give you that beauty. Some people are slaying people with beauty, sending people with, with their beauty to hell. You, you must post people to heaven with your beauty. The, anyone that makes a mistake to do like this at you, before they say, "pam," they find themselves in the house of God. The Okada man that is coming, say, leave money. He said, I should leave money. Ah, you are a nice man. I would like to be your friend. Can we go out together on Sunday? Say, why not? Okay, let's meet at number 18, I don't want anybody to see me there. Okay, wait for me from number 18. All right. And Sunday, say, where are you? I'm there. And he said, yeah, follow me inside. And you call another (laughs) person. I was, yeah. You are posting them to heaven. Say, posting them to heaven. Hallelujah. Finally, how many points on that proclamation? Prayer, interaction. The last one is anakazo. Hey. Hey, I hear someone say what is an English word. No, it's a Greek word. What is anakazo? Luke chapter 14, verse 16. Check it there. That's the last scripture for today. Luke 14, 16. Luke 14, 16. Then said he unto me, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. Verse 17 and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidding, Come, for all things are now ready. Verse 18 and they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. Verse 19, and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them, and I pray thee, have me, say have me, excuse. Verse 20, and another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. And so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, go out quickly into the street." and lanes of the city, and bring in either the poor, and the maimed, and the old, and the blind. Verse 22. And the servant said, Lord, it is done, and thou hast commanded, and yet there is room now. Watch where Anakazo came in. Verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and edges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be field. Anakazo means to compel people to follow you to church. To overcome every excuse they give you so that they will not come into the house of God. So when you see somebody anakazo, like two Sundays ago, somebody said, to the brother went out and the person said, uh, I don't want to go. He said, no. I don't have water. He said, I will fetch water for you. And the, he thought it was a joke. And the brother went to go and fetch water and said, take the water. I will wait here. He said, wow. I used to wash clothes for people Sunday morning to come to church. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. You Sometimes you even kneel down and beg them, please follow me to church today. Follow me. Follow me. Is there more to eat? Yes, it's for your life. But somebody will just tell you that, hey, I will come on Sunday. Say, okay. No, they won't come. They will come. Before you get there, somebody will have taken them. Some of them, they will be in the house. When you knock, when you knock, they will not answer you. How many of you know? Some of them, when you knock, say, tell him I'm not around. 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 Some of them, when they see you, they say, Ah, next Sunday. next son- Ah, honestly, I wanted to come over next Sunday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. You see, you will see that there are many excuses that people have for not following the Lord, and an Akazo man must overcome all excuses. Excuses, excuses. Master in overcoming excuses. When they see you coming, some of them will run, Pew! and what will you do too? run after them? Bah! That's an Akazo they look back like this So I was not running I was just looking for my sister I saw that you are looking for your sister let us look for your sister together that's an akazu. compel them say compel say compel we must overcome excuses that people have not to come to church not to serve God this is why we have instigated on Sunday but I didn't announce it what we call Operation Macedonia put your hand together for Operation Macedonia Operation Macedonia is our Christmas gift for God. It's five weeks operation starting from yesterday. Starting from yesterday. Five weeks. Five weeks. What are we doing for those five weeks? We are praying every day for souls to be saved. We are setting all, all our needs aside. First Sunday of the month of November, we will carry all our prayer requests before the Lord. But why we, we are there doing what he wants and I believe see, God is going to give you strange Christmas gift that you cannot imagine yeah believe God believe God believe God see you are going to have the best Christmas ever oh you don't believe it seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be won. hallelujah chapter 16, look at Operation Macedonia there. chapter 16. This, this is what we are doing for five weeks. We started last week, but some of you did not know. You will see that some people were going during the service on Sunday. Those are an Akaso team. You can join them. They fetch water for people in the morning. They go on Saturday to iron people's clothes. Say what? What is your problem? What is it that we hinder you from not coming to church on Sunday? They said, eh, "I don't have clothes. My clothes is not iron. I Say, "Give me your Sunday clothes. I will iron it for you." So they will go and iron it and bring it to the person Sunday morning. Brother, come, come, come! I brought your Sunday clothes. Oh yeah, follow me to church. Operation. It's called Operation What? Macedonia. You see, let me show you Acts of 16. Sorry, please. Acts of 16, verse 23. Give it to me. Acts 16, verse 23. So, Acts in sorry, verse six, six, 6. verse six. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Verse seven. After they were come to Mysia, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Verse nine. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, "Come over into where." Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. As surely, guarding that the Lord had called us forth to preach the gospel unto them. Operation Macedonia is we becoming helpers of men, we are helping people to know God. This 2023 must not end without your neighbor knowing God, without your friend knowing God. And we will not leave it to chance. It's Operation Macedonia. And we will use the principle of prayer. Interaction. And what's the third one? What's the third one? What's the third one? Adnakazo. Say so it would be Adnakazo. N A G N A A N A G K A Z O Anakazo. We must do that. I told you of my friend. My new friend, Tohib. I went there three Sundays ago, after evening, I went to go and visit after we finished our marriage class. And I got to that street to visit the person I came and I saw that Aransiolu was shut down. There was a party, India Hem was flying everywhere around 9, 9 p.m. in the night. I asked what is going on, they said it's one year old birthday party. So they are doing one year old birthday party and they shut down the streets. And I said, wow. How can this, and they have more church members there. What do I mean? More people were in that party than I, that, that were in my own fellowship. More people were there perhaps than the people that came to church on Sunday. I got angry with my spirit. I said, take me to the father of the baby. The baby. And they took me to the compound. And I said, what's his name? They said, Yellow. I said, Yellow. Tell him your pastor has come. Your pastor has come. I said, why? I said, tell him, why didn't he invite his pastor? How can Yellow be doing birthday party without inviting his pastor? And he said, but he doesn't go to church. They know that the guy does not go to church. I said, no. I am his pastor from today. So they said, where is he? I went, they took me to his room. They said, he has gone. I said, bring Yellow my wife. Yellow wife came. I said, bring the baby. They brought the baby. I said, I have come to pray for my baby. Because today is our birthday. So I blessed the baby. I prayed with all my heart. And I said, Madam, I am your husband's pastor. He did not invite me for this birthday. Next Sunday, is coming to church for Thanksgiving. Tell him, pastor has come. Okay? They said, okay. Then I went outside to the people that were playing. I said, DJ, I want to pray for all these guys. He said, he will not stop. I said, you will not stop? I said, DJ, I said, I want to say, you see, you will not stop. So I placed my hand on the DJ and the three of them. I said Nioruko Jesu, mobad. he stopped and said amen he said amen he said amen and I prayed for them. the next Saturday what most of you did not know was that that Saturday the house I stood in front the last outreach we went that was the house the same spot that that party took place and as I stood there that Saturday and I preached again after I preached most of you will not realize that when you were on the street I went into that house and this time around, I saw one boy I said, take me to tell Yellow that his pastor has come. And this time around, Yellow came outside. I said, Yellow, did they tell you that your pastor came? He said, yes, I am your pastor. Do you know me? He said, no. I said, you know me in Jesus' name. From today I am your pastor. Next Sunday you are coming to church. Beloved Yellow came to church. He gave his life to Christ and he has been coming to church ever since with his friend. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The next outreach we are still going, we are still going back there to go and do Thanksgiving. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Be bold for God in this Operation Macedonia. I want to hear strange testimony. I told somebody in church, we employed we employed Brother A.Y. in church because he knows how to pray. I said, now, is the, do you know his job description? The only thing I employed him for is to pray for morning tonight. That's his prayer. His job description is pray for six hours for souls every day. I said, that's your job description. So you stand in church. When it signs in the morning, if you ever come, he doesn't joke. He will go to his corner. Abba, Gata, abba, abba. He's praying for souls. It's a serious business. In these five weeks, your own testimony will emerge. Amen. God will do great things in your life. People, you see, that's why we don't invite people who are not Royal Grace Chapel to our Rise to Glory anymore. Rise to Glory is for Royal Grace Chapel members, not, not non-Royal Grace Chapel. Because if you are not, you will think we don't care. Because every morning now, when you hear us, Lord, as many that need to be saved, let them be saved. Oh, Lord, in this operation, operation Macedonia, Lord, take over our land. Lord Jesus, reign in this land. We break over the order. And we are praying 100 hours in 5 weeks. We have distributed 101 prayer points for Operation Macedonia. How many prayer points? 101 prayer points. So you see, all the departments, we are giving them the prayer points. Every morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., we are doing our father's business. Praying for souls. Praying for souls. Praying for souls. And you think prayer does not work? In the month of October, that is this this October. October, since we started before I came here, we have seen... 30 souls have been saved this month of october 30 souls have been saved you think god does not answer prayer go and check july we did not have 30. june we did not have 30. september with august we did not have 30. i woke up i said no a church that is not saving soul is a useless church. we must save so october alone we are saying 30 souls have been saved and before october end we shall have more that will be saved and in this operation macedonia our target is to see that 50 souls are saved, and that means you will win one. You will win one. Everybody, I'm challenging you. I'm not saying win two souls. Don't win two souls. How many souls do you win? How many? And you tell if your person sees you, they run. What do you do after them? If they say there is no water, what will you do? Fetch water. No, no, my clothes is not iron. What will you do? Iron it. I am hungry. You say, after service, I will buy food for you. I don't have transport. You save money and say, I, when you get to church, I will pay for your bike. Is the kingdom of God suffering violence. And the violence take it by force. Let me say this to you. This land belongs to Jesus. Orinia really, Aggege belongs to Jesus. get belongs to Jesus. This land shall be saved. The blood of Jesus will wash this land. Cultism shall be no more in this land. Ah, adultery shall be no more in this land. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is washing this land. Hallelujah. Start to your feet with me tonight. This land shall be saved. Lift your voice and thank the Lord tonight. Live it the understanding of God. Oh, yes. Lift your voice and thank. We are going to do more for Him. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be, Bless be your name. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to pray this prayer for yourself. John four thirty four. In this operation of Macedonia... Let my wages show forth. John four thirty four. Guys, be fast. Say, he that repent receiveth wages. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. We are doing the will of him that sent us. And the Bible then says, there I think is in John four. Give me. Is it twenty four? Say, for me. He that repent receiveth wages. So as we do the will of him that sent us and we are finishing his walk. The Bible says there is a wage that belongs to us. So lift up your voice and say, My Father, my God, in the name of Jesus. In this Operation Macedonia, I said, get myself involved in doing your will, in doing your work, let my, Let my wages show forth. Let my wages show forth. Let my wages show forth on every side. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and fire rise of prayer. In this operation Macedonia, as I give myself to prayer, to interaction, to soul winning, oh Lord, to anakazu, let my testimony show forth, let my wages show forth, let my wages show forth, in the name of jesus in this operation of macedonia ayaka sata as i help people to come to church as i help people to know jesus as i help people to come near you let my testimony show forth lord let my testimony show forth lord. For lord let my own testimony show forth Yes. 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 Let my testimony show forth. Oh, Lord, my God. I cry. And I Let my own wages show forth. Let my wages show forth. In Jesus' name we pray. <laughs> Lift your hands. Father, I thank you because there is a new wave of glory in our midst. The night that Peter said he has done everything he knew how to do and he has caught nothing. Other boats were empty because it was a challenging season. But you told Peter, can I use your boat to preach? And you stepped into that boat. After Peter said yes to your will, you then said to him, go back to that same place. Where there is no opportunity. Where there is hardship. Where people are complaining. Say go back there. And Peter went back in that same place. In that same country. In that same city. And he had a net breaking experience. He had abundance. Where others were complaining of scarcity. You visited him. Now with our hands lifted up. We know that the year is running to an end. We have declared Operation Macedonia. which shall be ending by 19th of November. My father. Between now and 19th of November, during this five weeks period, as we give ourselves only to prayer, interceding for our land, interceding for the lost, interceding for those who don't know you, interceding for our church, oh Lord, as we give ourselves to soul winning, to interacting with people to bring them to church, to establishing people in your house, my Father, just as you gave Peter. That turnaround testimony, I pray for your children tonight. Let their turnaround testimony show forth. Let their turnaround testimony show forth. I declare that in this operation, Macedonia, your own turnaround testimony will show forth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As you help people, as you become a savior of men. Others may look at you and think you are crazy. They may think that you don't know what you are doing. But Father, remember your word that you are not a man that you should lie. Ah, Lord, as we give ourselves to doing your will and your work, I pray, let the wages of those who serve you be credited into the account of every one of us. In the name of Jesus. None of us shall be weary. Amen. In this five weeks, let there be turned around testimonies. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Shout a louder, amen. Amen. Pull your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for tuning in on this episode. We hope you've been blessed and empowered to transcend new heights of faith and growth. Stay connected with us for more empowering and faith-filled messages. And remember, you are part of a community committed to transformation. Until next time, go forth empowered by God's grace.